0: If you don't know me, my name's Duncan, and it's my joy to bring you a Christmas message this evening. Advent is the four weeks that lead up to Christmas, and it's a time of watching, a time of waiting, a period of anticipation. And I don't know what you're anticipating in the next couple of days. I'm anticipating on Christmas Day being with my sister's grandchildren, Um, Part of the time, we'll be scrabbling around on the floor with them, I know, looking for that elusive piece of Lego that's gone missing. Um, They'll be in dresses, fairy dresses. They'll be in their dinosaur outfits. There'll be the smell of the turkey roasting in the background, just tempting me. It's going to be a great stay. I don't know what you're anticipating, but what are you anticipating for next year? What are you anticipating for later on? As a church, we've been looking at this Advent time in the theme of hope. You know, all of us need hope in our lives. Otherwise, life can be a bit miserable. But what or whom our hope is in is important. So my message to you this evening is about the hope of heaven. We've sung and heard about the birth of Jesus. But how does the birth of a Jewish baby Over 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, bring us hope today. I want to suggest to you that the meaning of Christmas, the purpose of the birth of Jesus, is something huge and world changing because it delivers to us the hope of heaven. Now, people have all sorts of ideas and questions about heaven, questions like, does it exist? What will it look like? Where is heaven? Who will be there? How do we get to heaven? What goes on in heaven? And what will it be like to be there forever and ever and ever and ever? Do you ever think about those things? Well, I've got a few pictures here of what other people think of heaven. Some have the image of it being Peter's gate. And we go up to the gate and will he let me in, won't he? Um, Some have the image of paradise. I can assure you it's not always like that, the island. Some have an image of uh, people. um, I'm looking at the wrong pictures here. Sorry, it's all going wrong. Some have an image of animals, you know, the, the lion and the eagle, the lamb there. Some have an image of a harp on a cloud. Others might have an image of something else on a cloud Others might have this sort of image, a bit more ethereal. Or what about this one? Adam and Eve and more animals than, than, than people around. But I want, little, I want us to take a step back before we think of actually what heaven is like itself. Few people dispute that Jesus was a historical figure, that he lived 2,000 years ago, that he was a teacher that he performed some amazing miracles along with upsetting uh, the religious people of the day. Few people deny his death by crucifixion. What people do dispute is who he claimed to be, that he was and is the Son of God, that he was raised from the dead. If you're familiar with the crucifixion account in the Bible, you recall that attached to the cross was a sign that said, this is Jesus the king of the Jews. So what are we to make of Jesus and who he claimed to be, the son of God? C.S. Lewis of Narnia fame said this, A man who was merely a man and said the sorts of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher because many people think he was a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else a madman, or something worse. We read this evening from Luke's Gospel that the Virgin Mary conceived from the Holy Spirit and gave birth to a boy who would be called Jesus. But did you notice later in that passage, it goes on to say that the Lord will give him a throne and a kingdom... What does this mean? This didn't happen when Jesus was alive on earth. He didn't have any throne or kingdom as we would understand it. Did you notice too in a number of the carols that we sung this evening, Jesus being mentioned as a king. So with a closer look, as Christians we conclude that Jesus was and is so much more than a good man, a moral teacher, a street preacher, a miracle worker, with a few enthusiastic followers. There is a much bigger picture for us to see tonight. So much more than a virgin birth, a miraculous birth. That was incredible on its own. There was something much bigger going on in Palestine than Jesus growing up to be a wise teacher. The birth of Jesus was not an event that is supposed to make us feel sentimental and gooey and give us Goosebumps. No, this little boy, the son of God, was incarnate. That means God made into flesh. And he changed the life of his teenage mother and father, but also the lives of millions since. You see, the birth of Jesus Christ to Mary and Joseph was God putting in place his plan to save men and women from themselves and bring them into the kingdom of heaven. He was born to become the savior, the rescuer of mankind. Yes, and he was born also to be a king and have a kingdom. C.S. Lewis again said, in the stable that night was born someone bigger than the whole world. Jesus during his teaching tours Around first century Palestine talked about the kingdom of God coming. He said, "The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom is nearest. The kingdom of heaven is here. Seek first the kingdom. There are over a hundred references to His kingdom, the kingdom of God, in the four Gospels. Jesus taught his disciples and followers what the kingdom of heaven will be like through parables and stories and everyday events. He also said, I'm going to prepare a a place for you and I will come back for you. It will be a place where there is no injustice, no pain, no sickness, no tears, no disease, no sin. It will literally be heaven that Jesus is preparing for us. So God's bigger picture that he wants us to see is that there is a king. That king is his son, Jesus, and that there is a kingdom of heaven that is coming one day in all its fullness. Jesus brings this hope for all of us, that we can have a place in the kingdom of heaven in which Jesus will rule. So tonight, we're not just looking back and celebrating a remarkable, miraculous virgin birth of a boy who is the son of God. No, we can also look forward for the reason of his birth. His birth anticipates so much more. That is our hope. If you've been given the amazing gift of a child, that child changes your life forever. And if you've got four of them, I'm sure it's an immense change. Nothing is ever the same. But with Jesus, He changed not only the lives of his parents forever, but the world forever. Why? Because he is a king with a kingdom that is coming. It's not visible, but will be one day. We've seen some images of what other people think heaven will be like. Listen to what the Bible says in 2 Peter. It says, according to God's promise, we are waiting for new heavens And a new earth in which righteousness dwells. There is a coming of a perfect kingdom with a new heaven and a new earth. In other scriptures, we're told that it will be like a city. So there's going to be lots of people living in heaven. It will be populated by all nations. It will be a place where God dwells with men women and children and it tells us in Revelation God will wipe away every tear from our eyes there will be no more death no mourning no sin no more sorrow no crying no pain no disability no grief no terminal disease no torment no trauma and no memory of any of these things Because heaven is where everything is made right, perfect, and holy. In the book of Romans, it tells us it will be a place of righteousness, peace, and joy. That is our hope. Do you want to live in a kingdom like this? I certainly do. A place where the sufferings of this life which collectively mankind has mostly brought upon himself, where these sufferings are removed forever and dealt with. This side of eternity, this side of the fullness of that, means there there will remain suffering and mystery about what heaven will actually look like and be like. But I know it will be a perfect place, because God, who is perfect, will be there. And we will dwell, we will live with him if we trust him. Heaven is our hope. Well, the good news is that sort of heaven really does exist. It is not about the pearly gates or you being good enough to get in or you doing good things to balance the bad things out that you've committed. No, heaven certainly is our hope. And it is where King Jesus will rule with absolute power and authority forever and ever. So the question is, if there is such a place with such a perfect king, how do we get there? How do we live with this hope in our hearts here and now? Well, that is simple. If you live in a kingdom, as we do in the UK, then we live under the reign rule and authority of our monarch. It is similar in the kingdom of heaven. We live in submission to the reign and rule and authority of a perfect monarch, Jesus, the king of heaven. Jesus who will never abuse power, never act corruptly, he will never abdicate his throne, he will never die because Jesus reigns in perfect love over a perfect kingdom in the christmas story the wicked king herod who was a tyrant wanted to destroy the child jesus because he didn't want another king to take his place all of us if we're honest have a bit of king herod in our hearts we naturally want to be in control of our own destiny. We want to be king in our own lives. We don't want to submit to another. We always want to do it our way. You can begin to live with the hope of heaven tonight by accepting the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart and life. It's not about your good deeds. It starts by admitting that we are lost that we have a bit of King Herod inside of us, that you are a person who struggles with sin. Like me, you need Jesus who can rescue you and save you. And Jesus is pursuing people, and I believe he is pursuing people tonight. Jesus can give you tonight this hope of heaven. Jesus died on the cross about 30 years After his birth, he did that to take away our sin, to pay the price for our sin, to bridge the gap between us and our holy God. Jesus died to take away our personal sin, all the shame and the guilt that we can live free from that. And Jesus died and rose again so that we too can be raised from dead, from the dead to eternal life you too can enter into his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. You can leave this carol service this evening in full assurance and with the hope of heaven in your heart. Because the followers of Jesus, as Christians, we carry eternity in our hearts. One last quote for you. Christianity, if false, is of no importance. But if it is true... It's of infinite, eternal importance. It cannot be moderately important. Are you ready this evening to find and accept the Lord Jesus Christ into your life this Christmas time? To trust him? To let him be your monarch? To let him be your king? And receive hope for an eternal future? with him in the kingdom of heaven. You know, God loves all of us so much. He wants us all to be in his perfect kingdom, the future kingdom of heaven on earth. If you want that hope of heaven, then I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. Can we all close our eyes? And can I suggest that we all say this prayer? In one sense, if you're a Christian, you don't need to say this prayer, but it might help those around who want to say this prayer of giving themselves to the Lord Jesus tonight. So can we say this prayer together? I'll read it slowly for us if you repeat it after me. Lord Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus Christ, I am sorry for the things I have done wrong in my life. I am sorry for the things I've done wrong in my life. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I now turn from everything which I know is wrong. I now turn from everything which I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. So that I can be forgiven and set free. So that I can be forgiven and set free. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your spirit. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your spirit. I now receive that gift. I now receive that gift. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.